This is Friday, February 2nd, and today and tomorrow we'll be finishing up the lost and found parables of Jesus. Have any words become indelible in your mind? Perhaps things said to you, and you cannot forget them. These words, well, they might be loving or they could be hurtful, but they're life-changing. I remember speaking with my father in the last year of his life. A few years before, I had treated him with disrespect, and God convicted me. He showed me how I had treated my father. I was not gracious or kind. In the last year of his life, my dad had good days and bad days, and so I prayed for a good day when I could confess my wrong and ask my father for forgiveness. I was grateful when the moment came, and after speaking to him, he let me know that all had already been forgiven. I did not need to apologize to him, he told me. I was stunned by his love and overwhelmed with what he said to me that day. That conversation is one I do not think I will forget. Here's our text for today. These are the words of the father of the prodigal and also the older son from Luke 15, verse 31 to 32. My son, the father said, you were always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Notice how the father speaks to his disrespectful older son. Remember, this son had the responsibility of being present at the celebration feast. His job was to stand at the door giving the good news about the feast to the, father, to the people the father had invited from the community. He was also supposed to help serve the guests and to make sure they were being well cared for. But this son refuses to even come to the feast. Listen to the words of his father. First, his father said, calls him, my son. Here is the power of identification for this son of his. He's saying, you are mine. You may not call me your father, but I am proud of you. The father says, you are always with me. Throughout the words of the father, we hear the familiar you and your and yours. The father allows for no distinction between them because even though he has shown disrespect, he doesn't command his son to obey and to do his part. Instead, he has gone out to plead with him. He says, everything I have is yours. He says, this and this is technically true. The younger son took his share and wasted it but what the father says is more than that. He's extending himself. Mine is yours. You are the heir. You carry my legacy. He is saying that the return of the prodigal will not affect his rights in any way. He will continue to have his father's blessing, and he will also have all the father's goods. Then the father tries to help his son see the joy that he has. We had to celebrate, he tells him. Here is the father revealing his heart. The rift between them does not make the father shut down, but instead, I think, open up his heart even more. He's making himself vulnerable with his older son. Again, 
He's pleading for joy. He doesn't tell the older son about the duties he must carry out, but the joy that he's missing out on. But notice, the father also does not apologize for the banquet at all. Instead, he's crying from his heart that his son might understand the grace that is involved. I think that is often the question for us. Do we understand grace, that it's free, that it's always given to the undeserving, that it will be shocking to us when we see it? The father actually calls it a death and resurrection story, but sadly, the older son, he seems dead. Dead to the grace of his father. Dead to the truth of his own need for mercy. Dead to his own disregard and disrespect for the father who loves him. As we reach the end, we see that both sons have broken the father's heart. One because he runs away, and the other because though he stayed home, he ran away in his heart. He hated his father too, and only thought about his share in what was coming to him. Now this is where Jesus leaves the parable off. He leaves his listeners wondering if the older son will go in the party, into the party, or not. Jesus leaves the religious leaders with this question. Will they rejoice in finding in the finding of the lost son? Will they respond to their father inviting them to the feast of joy? As we finish up today, think of the joy of this love from God, the love that welcomes the prodigal is alive again, the love that sends the father out to plead with his older son too, inviting him to share in his joy. I think the point is, wherever you stand, there is love for you. The father comes to each of his sons, and his only motive is restoration. This is our God. He's the one that has come to us in Jesus to bring us home to the place where we belong. Let's pray. Empower us, O Lord, with your grace to extend your favor and kindness to those around us. Give us joy, this joy that comes from you, for we pray in your holy name. Amen.